0: people and welcome back to the Revival's Holy Week devotional series. For today's reading and teaching, we will be in the book of John chapter 13 verses 21 through 30. As a reminder, this week's readings are from the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB translation. Receive the Word of God on this day. When Jesus has said this, He was troubled in his spirit and testified, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples started looking at one another, uncertain which one he was speaking about. One of his disciples, the one Jesus loved, was reclining close beside Jesus. Simon Peter motioned to him to find out who it was he was talking about. So he leaned back against Jesus and asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus replied, He's the one I give the piece of bread to after I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the bread and gave it to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, and after Judas ate the piece of bread, Satan entered him. So Jesus told him, What you're doing, do quickly. None of those reclining at the table knew why he said this to him. Since Judas kept the money back, some thought that Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. And after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately left, and it was night. <sighs> I must admit, as we enter into today's teaching, I am struggling with this text. By now, most Christians know the plight of the disciple Judas. and we have made it up in our minds that Judas was simply a traitor to Jesus, a greedy man who sold his friend and Lord out to the Pharisees for mere pieces of silver, and someone Jesus should have never trusted. And we can often use the story of Judas as a refrain in Christian circles to remove our hairs from our inner circles, to protect our peace, to declare the relationships that no longer serve us. Judas so easily becomes a picture of the person we do not want to be, nor want to be around. And in several ways, that is true. And I believe as a person of God that we must be discerning about our relationships because betrayal is real. Some people are preying on your downfall. Some people only want to be around you to see you stumble and lose ground. The spirits of envy and greed are very much present. And you ought to want to protect your peace. There is nothing wrong about that, honey. And it's because of this that I struggle with the relationship between Jesus and Judas. As we draw closer to the crucifixion, Jesus begins signaling the presence of a betrayer among them. We see the disciple and author of this gospel, John, signal to signs of Judas' greed in our devotional on Monday. And we will also see in other instances in this chapter of the one who would betray Jesus. Most directly, right before we enter today's text in verse 18, Jesus quotes a prophecy from Psalm 41 and 9, that the one who eats the bread has raised his heel against me. So Jesus is being increasingly clear about what Judas will do to Jesus very soon. And yet, Judas is still here. When Jesus tells the disciples that one of them will betray him, the 12 are thrown into confusion. And I would be too. It's actually quite bold for Jesus to do this. (laughs) So they ask questions. Who would do such a thing? Is it Peter or John or Matthew? Who could it be? And I find this mildly hilarious, uh, mainly because it can become so easy for us as humans to fall into the trap of comparison. For these men, they are trying to prove to themselves that they could never betray Jesus, as Judas will eventually do. But what they do not realize is that betraying Jesus includes much more than selling his life for chump change. Betrayal will include abandonment. Betrayal will include denial. Betrayal will include a lack of faith. And these kind of betrayals will soon envelop the majority of the disciples as Jesus transitions from a prophet to a political prisoner. But back to Judas. As mentioned, Jesus names to the 12 that the eating of the bread will signal my betrayer. If that is the case, then why did Judas take the bread and eat when Jesus offered it to him? And we will read this verse tomorrow, but in verse 2, it states that Satan had already planted the seeds of betrayal in Jews. So what I think we're seeing here is a little bit of spiritual warfare taking place inside of Judas, Building upon his own shortcomings tied to his greed, his own sins tied to his greed, Satan has now built upon it. And deputized Judas as an agent for Jesus' betrayal. And yet, Jesus keeps him close. Is this Jesus recognizing that within Judas is not necessarily of him? Is he trying to extend an opportunity for mercy by offering him the bread and the choice to take it or not? To betray him or not? It's fascinating all of the little moments we see in scripture where Jews could have chosen a different course, but still follow through on the betrayal, where Satan drafts him into his army and he follows seemingly without resistance. There are many reasons why Jesus was troubled in his spirit. I mean, he knew his death was swiftly approaching. But maybe one of those reasons was because he desperately wanted his friend and brother to choose a different path, choose life, and choose Jesus over Satan. What we see here is a human slowly falling into darkness, despite the presence of God being ever so close to him. If anything, Judas is a cautionary tale. And it does not matter that you may be in church or you read your scriptures every day or you do the work of ministry. If you are not diligent about the condition of your heart, then Satan can sink into you too, just like he did Jewis and make you an agent of his schemes. Thinking about all of this sends me into a wave of grief. And it really demonstrates the pain we can possess behind our refrains about haters and betrayers. Let us be real today. Many of us will put on a front when a former friend or an ex-partner or a family member betrays us and we have to end the relationship as a result. We'll say things like, I'm glad they are my life and they were no good for me anyway. I'm better off without them. And all of that can be true. But to be honest, there is immense pain and grief wrapped in that decision. Part of our healing process must include embracing and sitting with the litany of emotions that grief can surface within us. Because at the heart of it, we all desire to belong. Is a divine trait to be in community. So when our community is severed, especially through betrayal, the wounds can cut ever so deeply. We need to be better at owning it and recognizing that just like Jesus, it is human for our spirits to be troubled. I can imagine when Jesus said to Judas, what you're doing too quickly that it came with a quiver in speech and a sunken heart. All of the chances he gave his brother failed and he must now accept the choices he made and face the consequences of them. This is not just about the son of God fulfilling divine prophecy This is about the man Jesus reckoning with the price of betrayal. And yet somehow this is part of this preparation for his glorification. This messy, painful, gut-wrenching moment of betrayal is somehow going to be used by God for our good later on. And maybe what this is, this is what the Apostle Paul meant when he wrote that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose, that even the pains of betrayal might break you and destabilize you, but they will not overtake or destroy you. You will overcome by the word of the Lord. But we are not here to romanticize the scripture because pain is real. What I am saying though, is that thankfully for Jesus, the story is not over at the betrayal and there are more chapters that we must read. Let us pray. Jehovah Rapha, we come to you evoking the name of the God who heals. Some of us know intimately how the wounds of betrayal run deep. Some of us are still carrying these wounds with us in our relationships and how we even love ourselves. We find peace knowing that our Savior knows these pains intimately too and that they did not overtake him. May we receive the healing, peace, Joy and power from you, God, to navigate our grief and to heal from it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.